The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. I mean, I'm aesthetic and for heaven's sakes. I know. I know everything. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Anne. R-N-C-A-N-S, with your co-host, Sarah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week. We are just going to jump right in. We have some exciting topics, as you can see by the title. So exciting. But first, what I've been waiting for all week is the review of the week. Would that be the review of the bi-weekly? I guess so. It was the <laughs> review of last week, since we're only bi-weekly. So this one, and you haven't heard this yet, so I'm excited to share this with you because I think you'll find this really interesting. This review comes from the Apple review section of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So from Apple iTunes? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it is a five-star review, and Woo! it is from whoop, whoop, whoop. C- from Kisikes. C-I-S-K-E-S. It's C-I-S-K-E-S. Um, this, they gave us a five-star review. Their title is honest and real in all caps. And they say, just stumbled onto your channel and love it with all caps love. Oh I'm gosh. from Nabia, Nam, Namiba, Nambia, Namiba, Africa. In it's gotta be Nambia. <laughs> they spelled it wrong. So it's literally a stumbled upon, but I love how real and honest you guys are. It feels like I need to make myself a cup of tea and go sit down and listen to my friend's banter about aesthetics. Keep being real with a lots of exclamation points. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Thank you so much for that feedback. Thanks from Africa. Yeah. That's really cool. I wonder if they're a native to Africa or if they're just, they're visiting from somewhere else. Or it could be that, or it could be that, they live here and originally from there. I don't know. But either way, we appreciate the review and absolutely we appreciate the five stars. So thank you so much. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yay. Yeah. If there's anyone else listening from outside of the United States or even just outside of Texas, leave us a review and let us know because I'd be interested to see like where else we have listeners since we're Dallas based. Oh yeah, totally. I kind of just assume that everyone listening is like from around here, but obviously not. Yeah. Okay. So today's topic is we're going to be discussing about liability insurance. I know that doesn't sound exciting right at the moment. That happens to be my favorite topic ever at dinner parties. Exactly. Right. Um, However, and this topic is a little bit unusual in that it truly is for both the aesthetic provider and the patient consumer. Mm -hmm. So... So listen up, peeps. Yeah. So let's get into it. And we have a guest. Yes. How about you introduce our guest? Okay. Our guest is named James Schroeder. James Schroeder started Schroeder Coverage LLC in 2006 based in Lakewood, Ohio. So he is a northerner. Schroeder Coverage oh, is... Oh, a Yankee. A, yeah, the Yankees. Schroeder Coverage is an insurance organization offering professional liability solutions and a proven strategy that delivers cost saving and complete insurance coverage to medical providers. James has worked in the insurance industry for 15 years, so he knows his stuff, and he holds a bachelor's degree from Tulane University in NOLA. Oh, okay. Well, I'll forgive him for being a Yankee. Wow. What a... What a 
what a Southerner then. Look at him. And an executive MBA from Baldwin Wallace College in Beria, Ohio. He's married to his wife, Kim, who also works at Schroeder Coverage, and they have a 13-year-old daughter. So, James, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. We hope you're having a great evening. And we're just going to jump right into it because we have, we've, you know, talked about in the insurance industry, in the aesthetic industry, there's two sides to it. And there's two very important, I guess you would consider clientele for this, which is the consumer who's getting procedures done and the provider, whether that's a doctor or an NP or a, a nurse that's giving the procedure. So, um, on the, I'm going to start with the consumer side because that's the side that I fall onto. So the first question that I have for you that I think a lot of people would wonder is who needs to be covered? Does the doctor need to be covered? Does the patient need to be covered? Kind of walk us through how you cover people with that insurance. Well, the way uh, the majority uh, have it done is a, uh, uh, a medical spa would have coverage for their professional liability and general liability. And then their um, employees, whether that's a, a, med- a doctor or uh, a registered nurse, whoever it may be, would generally be covered under those po- under that policy. Um, at the same time, if it's uh, someone who is uh, working on their own, they may have just an individual policy in their name, and that's generally the two ways that it uh, that you see uh, medical professional professionals out there uh, working and how they're insured. And Anne, you've done both. Yes, I have worked for med spas and physician offices that have me on their insurance, have me covered. And then also I am an independent contractor and I have my own coverage. So where do you, where do you draw the line? Because people can be covered, but then what people do can be a little bit different. A doctor can be covered, but the, you have to draw the line of if they're, you know, if they make a huge mistake or if they're just like blatantly doing something wrong. Like what procedures, it, does it really get down to that kind of such a nitty gritty black and white of like, well, they did this procedure wrong, so they're not covered? Here's what I, for the consumer that I would recommend is to be very specific with what procedure you're having done. Ask who's going to be doing the procedure. And it is, you can also ask, you know, that that the uh, person and facility has proper liability insurance. If you are a provider, you're someone who's going to want to be very specific with making sure you have coverage for the new cutting-in procedures you may be doing. Uh, You need to be very specific with your insurance company, letting them know, here's the procedures that I'm doing. Right. I I totally agree with that. The way that I came across you is because I was basically renewing my policy, and on some of my nurse injector Facebook forums, people are always asking about liability coverage and what company has this and that. And I came to learn that not all procedures are being covered by the, the different insurance companies out there. Now, so for the consumer... Not even and, close. Yeah. And, and so for the consumer, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but most of these companies that offer this liability coverage, they're covering your basic Botox procedures, your basic um, fillers and things like that. But when you get into the new like Euro threads, the PDO threads... 
and things like that. Or maybe you're getting into some of the more advanced fillers like biostimulatory fillers. And especially when you're getting uh-huh. into the, the PRP procedures like hair restoration, O-shot, P-shot, things like that. Um, these companies, I guess maybe, I don't know why they're not covered. Maybe you can tell us that, but they're not covering these procedures. So um, I guess to Sarah's question, would it be something that the consumer, when they sit in a chair and they're having a consultation, should they ask, is this specific procedure that I'm talking to you about, is it covered with your liability insurance? Now, of course, as, as a provider or actually a support staff nurse that does these, does these treatments, I would be a little bit scared if, a, if someone asked me that because I would be wondering, like, what are their real intentions down the road? No, but that's just cut. That's just being safe. That's like if I'm, you know, if I'm leaving my child with a babysitter, I'm going to be like, okay, so you're CPR certified, right? Like, just want to make sure. Yeah, that that's true. That's the way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. Here's a couple other ways of looking at it, and the answer is yes, they should ask. And you know, a lot of times when you are a consumer, you're going to be asked to sign a consent form, uh, saying you are consenting to these uh, new. Uh, to this procedure. That is a perfect time to ask. It is no different than, say, for instance, say you're running a limousine. You want to know that a limousine company is properly insured. Um, that's, you know, nothing to just want to make sure that if something were to happen, uh, you, you would be okay. Uh, if you're a provider, you happily should acknowledge that because what you're saying is, you know, the level of professionalism I have as a provider, whether it's a medical spa or an individual, we've been underwritten by an insurance company who is covering us for these procedures. Yeah, and you're paying money for that. So you definitely want to tell your people, hey, look, I got you covered. I'm paying good <laughs> money to have you covered. Right. That's right. <laughs> as a patient, uh, they the provider is asking you to you know, asking you to sign a consent form. They ask you if you have any questions. Uh, There should be a lot of questions. And, you know, asking if you are properly insured for a new procedure should be one of them. So So I've got a question um, to clear up with uh, for the consumers. This liability insurance is not necessarily insurance of, like, whether I've done the procedure correctly on them. or not like they're not happy with the outcome this is liability insurance for they're basically an adverse event so in the informed consents that people should be reading it will list all of the possibility of risks and adverse events that could happen Um, so why don't you address that James and help the consumer understand exactly what this insurance is for Uh, the professional liability for insurance is for an adverse event in which something they did was improper, okay? And it's not necessarily uh, applies to something who, uh, to a person who may, that may not be happy with uh, the results that they got from a a procedure, but where they have been damaged in some way, uh, that's what professional liability is there. This isn't for like, oh, like I want my money back. Like I don't like it. It's like, no, I've like, I need to be hospitalized or I need to see a specialist because of you did X, Y, Z. Correct. Or I need to go to another 
um, medical professional to get additional work done or to correct what was done to me. Correct. I, I totally agree. And it's more along the lines of it may be that the injector or the physician, whoever it is, didn't do it. It wasn't that they didn't do it correctly. They may have done it correctly, but there was injury and it was beyond their ability. It was beyond their circumstances to avoid or correct. Mm -hmm. I I just want to put that out there because um, adverse events do happen and it doesn't mean that the person who was working on you actually did something, quote, wrong. It's not always an oopsie-daisy, my bad. Right. I mean, just it's unforeseen circumstances out of their control sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things can happen. I mean, that's that's the risk of it. But so Well, that's then, very true. And that's why it's good for both sides to, to understand that there is insurance in place. Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, one other issue I wanted to address real quick here is you asked me earlier about why certain insurance companies are not covering new new age procedures. Yes. And and here's a here's the answer to it and I'll try not to be too boring with it, I promise. Okay. <laughs> but what it is is most insurance especially when you're talking per, uh, uh, professional liability or different types of liability insurance is they want to see a certain amount of history um, of of a certain procedure or a certain uh, medical professional. So if it's a doctor, they'll want to say, well, during the last five years, who have you been insured with? Uh, Have there been any insurance claims during those five years? Think of it what most people would be familiar with. Think of it regarding your driving record. How has your driving record been yeah. the last three years? Yeah. And then they would give a and then they would give a rate. Well, when there's a new procedure on the market, what happens is they say, Well, what's the history of this procedure? Well, if there's if it's new, a lot of companies are saying, you know what, we're going to exclude those procedures until we have a better uh, feel or a better, more data actually on the history, uh, three-year history of these new procedures. Yeah. So that is why most insurance companies um, do not cover uh, certain new procedures on the market. And then there are other procedures that may not be that new that they don't cover anyways just because they're, they lack, they don't have the data or lack the knowledge about these particular procedures. Got it. Yeah, and that makes that makes sense too. You know, I'm sure that they want to see, um, even though there could be evidence-based studies, they still want to kind of basically see how these procedures kind of shake out in the marketplace, and I guess get That's their exactly right. Yeah, get their statistics on them and stuff like that. Um, which I'm kind of the same way personally with my own practice. I'm not always the one to like bring everything on board first. You're not always the one to like jump on the newest, hottest. Trend. No, because, I mean, some of them, if it's a newer neurotoxin, like Javo, we brought Javo on, well, that came out eight months ago. You know, I'm not going to wait three or four years. Um, right, right, right. Eight but months. you, you kind of like wait, see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I get feedback from my nurse friends and other people that have been using it. But, you know, I'm comfortable with, with basically that feedback, those statistics, I guess you would say. But when it comes to something like the Euro threads and things like that, I tend to just kind of back off and wait. Um, I was like that with the Vicross technologies with the Juvederm, Voluma, Volbella, and Volur. I'm just, I'm still not a big fan of those. I use the Voluma every once in a while, 
But the other two, I'm just not a big fan because I, I still think that the feedback that I'm getting, some of the adverse events with those are higher than what I want to deal with and what I want my patients to deal with. So, um, you know, yeah, I can, I can totally understand that point of view. Well, so let's talk about your services real quickly. Well, may I add just one other point to that real quick yeah. that you brought up? Yeah. We were talking about for the consumer as well uh, regarding that. One of the questions, too, that would be of, you know, for the provider and the consumer is how long have uh, you been doing or how long have you been doing these types of procedures, this specific procedure, and how new is it to the marketplace? Those uh, are uh, questions that can be asked as well yeah. that go right along with what you're pointing out with your practice. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I agree. Um, totally agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a real early adopter. Um, I think it's always good for consumers to kind of sit back and wait. So for example, just real quick with cars, I've always been told, and I absolutely totally 100% believe it. And I tell my kids this and they can repeat this to you, but I always tell people do not ever buy the first model year of a car that they have made major changes to even including like a body style, because if they change the body style, they've got to change a lot of the other like wiring and electronics and things like that. And I will never get, because I've done it before, and I will never get a new major change car body style ever again because they have bugs. They have problems and things that they didn't think of, that they thought they thought of, and then they have a bunch of recalls, and they got it. That just kind of has to shake out. So Same I with kinda, phones. I always get like the S yeah. or the X, like whatever's like second to the new number. Yeah, so you kind of wait for everything to kind of like, er, let everybody else deal with all that junk, mm-hmm. and then we get the new and revised and new improved version, right? So it's like mm-hmm. the same way with aesthetics. Okay, so on the... Um, and that's exactly the way it is with, uh, with insurance. Yeah. What you just described there with the automobiles is a perfect way of understanding it. Oh, cool. So when it comes to aesthetic providers, let's talk about real quick. As I mentioned, I discovered you. I discovered you through. um, So shout out to Cellular Medicine Association, Dr. Runnels, um, and all his PRP procedures, vampire facial, vampire facelift, um, hair restoration, O-shot, P-shot, those things. Um, I found out about you through him on one of our weekly calls that we have. And um, I did not realize, like I said, until I needed it, that the insurance company I was using was not going to cover me on these procedures. And that was kind of like a, like, oh, no, screeching the brakes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, uh, first off, I have worked with Dr. Uh, Reynolds, Dr. Charles Reynolds for uh, over 10 years. Uh, and I worked with him when he, uh, with the CMA and when he uh, it was developing many of the vampire procedures, making sure we had proper insurance and things such as the O-shot or P-shot. Um, currently, we have... Uh, uh, we are endorsed by the CMA as the insurance provider uh, for uh, for their members. Um, so, um, you know, we've been in the aesthetics uh, arena a long time, and we know it rather well. So, uh, uh, we've worked with Charles O'Reynolds, and you know, we work with you now, and it's uh, just something uh, we're very proud of. I have to say, just as a consumer, from what I know about the Cellular, cellular, 
cellular cellular medicine. I have to say from what I as a consumer know about the cellular medicine uh, treatments, they're incredibly, incredibly like safe <laughs> and it's like from your own body. So one, I'm shocked that normal healthcare providers don't cover that. And two, the you mean they, insurance companies, normal, normal insurance yeah. companies, not healthcare providers. I'm shocked that they don't cover that. And I'm, I'm kind of just shocked that, they, that, that even those treatments even need coverage. Yeah. That's a really um, good point. Well, every treatment's going to need coverage for it. Uh, but it, the reason that many don't cover uh, those type of procedures, now each insurance company has their own underwriting guidelines, uh, so I can't speak, you know, to say, well, they're all this way. But what I will say is, um, you know, that this goes back to how much data they have on, on the certain procedures. It goes to, you know, what they're willing to cover and what they're not. Um, so it's, you know, those are just individual um, decisions made by insurance companies. My experience clearly has been they just don't have the necessary information or understand the procedures. Uh, people that work in the aesthetic arena understand it very clearly. That doesn't mean certain insurance companies will understand it. Gotcha. Well, I just don't see why they don't take my word for it, James. I just try to tell them. They don't listen to me. If they would just listen to me <laughs> and use my guidelines, everything would be fine. Yep, just that is true. listen that is to Anne and everything will be fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm aesthetic Anne for heaven's sakes. I know. <laughs> I know everything. No, so I, but I do want to plug you to all other aesthetic providers, uh, doctors, nurses that are support staff. I, I do want to clarify something real quick. Provider would be a physician or a nurse practitioner or PA, physician assistant, and nurses are support staff. And I say that out of respect because a lot of physicians kind of get their shorts Panties in a, a wad. <laughs> yeah, They get their stethoscope in a swirl. <laughs> yes, they get their stethoscope <laughs> in a swirl. But okay, so I just want to plug you, James, because... Um, number one, these other insurance companies that I've used, and I was happy with their customer service. I mean, their customer service was fine. It was, you know, as far as I knew, it was great. However, right. when when providers or support staff like myself, a nurse, uh, when we get coverage through you, we're not calling into a call center and a phone bank of different people that have to put me on hold. Because literally the last time that I called, when I called to actually cancel my insurance that I had and get it prorated so that I could switch my insurance to you. I got put on hold about six times and I'm not exaggerating. Oh, <laughs> bless their heart. So bless <laughs> your heart. But well, they just, they just had to ask well, questions. First off, your, your insurance needs to cover you for what you're doing. Even if their customer service is great, if it doesn't cover you for what procedures you're doing, it's not going to be that good for you. Absolutely. But, uh, uh, if you call us, I'll give you our phone number. It's 440-617-9010, and that company is Schroeder Coverage. Uh, we will answer the phone, and we will talk to you. Uh, you will not get transferred around six times. Most likely, you'll end up talking to me uh, specifically concerning aesthetics, professional liability insurance. Absolutely, and should... The 
the event happen that we don't want to happen, but should a claim be made, um, you will be walking us through the process, correct? Correct. Yes. I uh, work with clients uh, when claims occur. Uh, it's not a pleasant time for uh, the provider or support staff, uh, but it's something that uh, does occur, and uh, we are familiar with the process. Unfortunately, it's usually a long process because it takes a while for the claim to work its way out, uh, whether there's a settlement, things like that. But, yes, we are there as far as uh, working with the clients and, and going through it with, the, with them on the claim process. Yes, excellent. So do you have any more questions yourself, Sarah, from the consumer side? No, I think that's it. I think that all has been really helpful information. Okay. Well, I have a couple more questions, but there, there are more questions like, limits of liability and how you choose that. And there's different states' regulations. And so what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to throw it out to my audience. So those listeners that are um, support staff nurses and that are providers that are listening to this podcast, I highly, highly recommend that you reach out to James and his staff and uh, check out liability insurance for cosmetic procedures with him. And thank you so much, James, for being on today. And Sarah, do you want to give the rest of our info out? Thanks, guys, for listening. If you want to reach out to us, you can always visit Instagram and go to at Aesthetic and RN. Or if you want to have a more personal chat, you can always email us at aestheticrn at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review. Give us feedback, whether it's positive, negative, five stars, uh, four stars. You can ask questions, too. You can ask questions. We'll answer them. We'll do, we'll read. We read all the reviews, but we will read one on the show every show. So thank you guys for listening. Share this with your friends. Share this with your colleagues. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.